Welcome to E-Commerce Disruptors, your source for e-commerce tips, success stories, and strategies to accelerate your growth. Brought to you by Electric Engine. Electric Engine's how we do it. Hey everyone, welcome back uh, to E-Commerce Disruptors. You've got your host, Noel Lopez, and today we've got Chris Ching, the CEO of Electric Engine. Hey everybody. So glad you guys can all join us. I know uh, this week's been a little bit crazy. A lot of information coming in yeah. uh, with, with the election, who's, who's winning what, who's closing the gap. And one thing that was just really funny, I was actually chatting with my dad and he looked at me and he's like, you know what, back in the day, it was just, it was just the newspaper. Like, you know, you'd find out your information. It wasn't all coming through the TV, what have you. And one term that comes to mind that I think is really funny and is, funny enough carried over from newspaper to website is this term called above the fold and that's that's really like the headline section if you will that's where your big news is uh and that that's something that we hear a lot just you know as we're developing websites and and as we're talking about what we want to be above the fold so to speak and that priority and i I think it's something that we've come to know but there's a, a bit of misinformation around it if we're being honest yeah, I mean, that that comes from the newspaper to digital, right? Like when you're going to a website and you're looking at the election results right now, the first thing you see is a huge headline, very catchy, and then the image, and obviously like a lot of other content because it's a news site. But, you know, Above the Fold started with the newspaper, and, you know, they would fold the newspaper, put it on the rack, right. and they needed to have an amazing headline and, and a nice image that would um, obviously – get you interested to want to purchase it right so that's why they had to have that above the fold and then when in the 90s and the early 2000s when people were on computers and just using um you know you know when they're they're loading a website and they have all the content above the fold they are so used to the software um like windows and mac whatever having everything accessible within that one screen right and you can click Mm -hmm. around and get options so people didn't even know like about scrolling Right. And then, and then, and then, like the '90s, like you wouldn't scroll. Everything was above the fold, and that was like 600 pixels. And if you even look at like Wayback Machine, you can see like Apple.com, the website. I mean, <laughs> really great design, but everything was above the fold. They would cram everything up there, and they would just assume that you didn't scroll, right? And it was really until like the mid 2000s, late 2000s, when mobile became more prevalent mm. that people knew to scroll because of the you know the thumb scrolling. Just right. it became inherent like you would just do that as soon as a website would load so now designers take that notion of above the fold Mm -hmm. and they've been trying to cram you know a lot of information and and mainly because it's probably driven by the client like they just want to have you know (laughs) make sure you get all that information up there um but actually most engagement and viewership is below the fold and the more you can get people to scroll and encourage them and there's many ways to do that right like with a button or an indicator that they're more likely to engage and convert right um you know whether it's a landing page or or home page but you do want to have like the most important information you know about your brand or what that the goal of that page is above the fold right because that's where we're talking about bounce rates and i was reading a study earlier that said that it only takes 50 milliseconds for a user to make a full impression of a website Mm -hmm. and eight seconds to obviously like you have eight seconds of their attention span right so really the goal is actually to get them to scroll below the fold Mm -hmm. right but you have to have something very engaging 
above the fold that's gonna right you know keep their attention and say okay this is this website serves my goal it has the information i'm looking for or the product i'm looking for um and now i'm going to continue to scroll or click to the to the call to action we usually tell our clients that it's the the higher intent for the call to action right that that sort of climax moment of of your intent or your action is the call to action but most people don't you know if they don't know your brand and they land on that they're most likely going to scroll because they want to find out more information they're not ready to commit to just purchasing right away but it's still important to have that call to action above the fold and i I think that's kind of the common misconception right it's it's not that you need to cram everything above the fold it's just let's entice them let's let's make sure whatever we have that image that video that copy is is going to trigger something within you know your potential consumer to scroll more and I mean, even looking at heat maps, we, we see that people are actually spending more time below the fold, yeah. directly below the fold. I mean, there's there's many studies that show like 60, and even if you just look at your own data, you'll see that probably 60 to 70% of the user is spending their time probably between like 1,000 and 1,800 pixels. Mm-hmm. Now that, now that um, differs depending on like your brand and who your audience is. So you can actually find out like what the most common screen size is, you know, just within your analytics and then sort mm-hmm. of design around that. Um, but you want to drive them down that page and get more information. And right. actually, you know, really this is what, if you have a very high bounce rate, that's a, a large indicator that you're above the fold content sucks. Right. <laughs> because you have that 50 milliseconds, right? And if you're seeing that high bounce rate, it means that the, the page just doesn't align with their goals. Mm-hmm. So if they continue to scroll and it's further away from their goal, then they're just that's why they leave. And then so that that really is is a kind of a a great way to you know if you're obviously there are several ways you can reduce your bounce rate, but right there then and there is if if you have that high of a bounce rate, let's just make an adjustment. Yeah. Whatever your message is or, or your image is, swap that out, test it, see. Yeah, what A B test. The hell out of it. I yeah. mean, if you're not getting the traction you want, you have to test and see what's working. Um, and and a good indicator, or at least in the industry standard for e-com, is probably between 20 to 45 percent. Right. It's traditionally lower for e-commerce because think about it: if you go to an e-com site, you're spending time there researching a product, you're comparing products, you're, you know, trying to sort of, you know, dig into it and, and see if it makes sense for you to to purchase, right? Whereas if you go to like a blog. And that's sort of misaligned or maybe even aligned. You you might only be there for one small piece of information. Right. So blogs are traditionally like 60 to 90%. So don't be freaked out if your blog bounce rates are, are normally <laughs> higher. And then you'll see pages like like a contact page or a where to buy page where your bounce rate is also going to be very high because that's someone going to that site just looking for that your phone number or your address or where you're located you know, for your store. So you're going to see high bounce rates on those pages. But if you have a high bounce rate on your homepage, most likely you got to address what's above the fold and slightly just below it. Right. And that and that's the thing. It's I think you pointed out something really important is, you know, when we talk about industry standard bounce rate, that's really applying to your homepage. Your other pages, the bounce rates are going to vary, of course, yeah. because there's a different intent there. Really, that that homepage is, is, is meant to just, you know, kind of speak to your brand, who you are, and then really deliver... And build a story. Yeah. So, so if you're if you're an e-commerce website and you are above fifty percent, 
then you definitely have to look at what's going on above the fold, mm -hmm. like in terms of your homepage at least, and definitely your product pages. So for, for above the fold and, and you know, while this has changed, what would you say are kind of some best practices? Like how you, we, we know we don't want to cram everything in there, right? Yeah, and I mean, this depends on like your brand and who you are, but I, I would say, you know, obviously the first best practice is to have that call to action, right? Mm -hmm. Like I see a lot of sites that just don't even tell the user what to do or what the action they can take or what's the next step for, for yeah. you. The, the second thing is a, is a, a great headline, right? Like mm -hmm. it sort of has to be a mix between romantic, you know, romantic copy yeah. and including SEO. So making sure that you have the keywords that people are searching for that align with the goal of that page in right. your H1 tag, right? Which is above the fold. And if you don't have your H1 first, Google's gonna interpret your page differently because you have to have your headline tags in order. So a really great headline, a call to action, and a very strong visual, which right. should probably be video, um, because video is king, man. I mean, that is going to get the most engagement. Um, but also, there have been there have been, and we've seen this too, good like tests, A/B tests, where we see a site that's a little bit bare, but then we see a site that actually you know pushes certain things above, or at least closer to the fold, like social proof. Right. Badges, guarantees, if you have a money-back guarantee, mm -hmm. to, to nudge that further because that is likely going to in increase your chances of a conversion versus you kind of burying that at the bottom where we see a lot of people just leave like a guarantee in their footer mm -hmm. or their, their social badges. And um, I think you, you mentioned a great thing because I, I feel like a lot of people think that there's a certain size to to what your, your hero should be on your homepage. Yeah, I mean, there's thousands of different yeah. screen sizes, so you really... I mean, there is no specific pixel amount you should strive for other than what you're seeing in your data. Right. Right, because there's thousands of different screen sizes, all of the different mobile devices, there's landscape, there's portrait. I mean, most people are on portrait, but, you know, you really have to make sense of what you're seeing in the data and then design around that. I think most designers probably go with, like, eight or 900 pixels nowadays mm -hmm. for desktop and the width maybe around 1200 and I think you know we always right. we're usually within 12 to 1400 pixels yeah mm -hmm. um, and then below that where people will scroll just below the fold is where the most time is spent gotcha and I, I guess one thing that and even we've we've talked about this internally is the carousel what what are your thoughts on the carousel <laughs> carousels <laughs> Oh, man, I cringe when I hear that word, but at the same time, you know, it is it is still useful because some people do linger on, on you know, above the fold a little bit right. longer, and it's the opportunity for you to kind of present more information. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, for those people that don't stick around, they might miss that information, right? Right. So usually what we do is, is sort of cycle between, like, promotions or messaging, but that's still all in line with what is above the fold. Right. It's not something that might be crucial to conversion, right? Like we're not hiding a, a frame of um, testimonials or reviews or whatever. That's that's below the fold. That's where you're going to spend your time. But yeah. so you just want to make sure that whatever's in that carousel is not absolutely critical to them converting. But it might point them in another direction towards something seasonal or something that's out of a discount. So really, it's it's. And, and I know we, we, we've talked about it, the carousel, uh, good and bad, but as long as, yeah, don't, 
whatever that first frame is, that should be your important message. And more likely than not, people are going to scroll. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, just think about it. Anytime you're on your phone, yeah. I'm just, you know, what's next? So, I mean, we, we usually pull things out of the carousel and then we'll, we'll vertically stack it. Right. Yeah. And because you know, then someone's going to hit it, they have to view it. But with that being said, is that the most important content that you want to have just below where the most engagement is? Right. right. And maybe it is, um, you know, that's the action you want them to take. So typically that's where we're having the most critical information. The other thing about about the fold is is the in terms of best practices, and I kind of veered away from this, but is how you design that about the fold is, is absolutely critical. And right. and we look at sort of how people are viewing those pages and how they're engaging. And um, you know, studies have shown that it's it's really like the F pattern that you have to follow right. about the fold in terms of how people are sort of scanning the content right like if you think about left it right. yeah, yeah so when you think about it, you land on the page you're gonna you're gonna do a horizontal scroll left to right and then you're gonna come down and you're gonna do a second scan left to right even smaller and then you're gonna do what is called like a slow systematic scan right on the left side of the content and that's what pretty much everyone does so if you have your stuff that's kind of scattered and, and maybe a call to action is just out of place yeah that can that can actually hurt your conversion rate and it can it can hurt your bounce rates because remember, you get that 0 0.05 or whatever yeah. seconds to, to make an impression. Yeah, and, and in that <laughs> that scannable moment, you have to make sure that, you know, what you're trying to say is in line with how people read and, and consume material. And I think that goes, that absolutely goes back to the myth of, again, don't worry about cramming all this information in the hero. Really make it easily digestible. You, you go with the user the way they interact with the website, which is that left to right quick scan, and then just make sure whatever it is you've got there, it's gonna make me think, hey, let me scroll a little bit more, let me learn a little bit more, versus, you know, let's have a paragraph of copy and an image that barely makes yeah. sense. The other thing, you know, and something that a lot of people don't take into consideration is actual load time of that above the full content, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like, you can have a video, but if that video doesn't stream or it's just uh, a hard download you're going to kill someone's bandwidth and they're going to uh, bounce before the page even loads yep. so you want to make sure that your your bubble full kind of while it's you want it to be engaging you don't want to cram everything up there yeah. in terms of like bandwidth you know um you can actually use that time to stall and load other things below the fold right like if i'm spending here and reading this headline within those three or four seconds, you can have videos below or content, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's like retina or high res, yeah. you know, load or on scroll. But the the page speed is going to be absolutely critical, you know, to that eight seconds or 0.5 seconds. And, and they right. say, I think you have less than like three seconds to get your page to load. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and, and it's it's funny. We, you know, in, in another episode, uh, Morgan and I were talking about this and, and we mentioned it's, you know, if you have this great image or this, this great video, but it's, it's, it's a massive file, yeah. it, it's not worth it. it you, you've got to make sure that it's loading quickly. You're, you're able to capture your, your user's attention and not drive them away. Yeah. Especially with above the fold, again, mm -hmm. super critical area. Yeah. And even though, like, I would say the e-com and sort of portfolio and design, space um that it's been we're seeing less yeah above the fold like less is more almost that you know that the user is going to scroll and 
I mean, I'm seeing websites where it's just a headline and a button, not even a visual, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of some sleek design. It's almost like it, it. But your impression is like, wow, this is this is a nice premium site. So you are encouraged to scroll it, it, just it from that. Yeah, that yeah. Like, um, it's almost like, oh, what what are they about? It's it's kind of that intrigue, especially when it is that like very just sleek, sexy design. Yeah, and you get 50 milliseconds to make that impression. <laughs> so um, absolutely critical. So if the bounce rate is high, that's the first thing that you know your right. above the fold content needs to be reworked. And this is where you should probably explore like A-B testing, yep. explore different call to actions, headlines, visuals, see what works, run a control versus a variation. And I, uh, again, that, that's, I think another thing that you brought up and touched on is, is that content can change. It's, yeah. you know, it should change and it, it should, a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> you know, brands leave it static and, yeah. and that's the first thing that a new visitor or not a, well, yeah, new visitor, but the repeat visitors, if they're coming back to the same page and it's always the same thing, yeah. you know, what is new and exciting for them or incentive for them exactly. to, to scroll or click. Further. So changing, you know, whether or not you've got something new, so a new promotion, a new product. If it's seasonal, we know that the holidays are coming up. Any, you can leverage those different opportunities. Relevance. And relevance, exactly. Super key. And, and, and again, vital to just capturing that person's attention. So, yeah, that, I would say that is another best practice. You know, making sure that you're constantly swapping it out. I'm not saying that you have to be daily, but right. <laughs> if you're running promotions or you have a big catalog, you know, try to try to you know, change up the messaging, see yep. what works, run different promotions. Um, and obviously you want to be seasonal and know your sales cycles and align with that. Absolutely. And I, I would say, is there, you know, again, this term above the fold, it's, it's something that's commonly used even for, for someone who doesn't know that much about a website, more than likely they know that term. Is there, you know, any other tip that, that you think is important and, and kind of key for, for above the fold uh, for, for listeners? I would say just to use that space to your best of your ability without having to sort of overload too much information. Just keep it light, keep it simple, um, but also give an indication that you know more of the story continues, and that you want to you your your job above the fold is either get them to click or scroll. So you want them encourage them to scroll because the the more time they spend below the fold, the more likely they convert. So my advice is just keep it simple, keep it light, keep it fun. Um, but also your, your, your headline is going to be very, very critical, right? right? So just don't put up some, excuse my language, but bullshit, but you know, you need, you need something that really speaks and is going to resonate with the consumer, something that's very emotional and not just, you know, a functional aspect of a benefit. Right. And it's, it's key for, for your user, but also for Google, again, that, that headline is going to be so. Oh, actually, I'm glad you brought up Google because. Um, you know, with a lot of websites and above the fold, they would try to cram up, cram all these ads in there. And that's when actually Google started to penalize, you know, publishers because you're creating a horrible experience, yeah. right? Like if I have four ads and a headline and image, like I don't even know what to, to focus on. I feel assaulted. Yeah. So, you know, they definitely encourage you to push them below the fold, but yes, that is where like most viewership is. You're going to get a hundred percent viewership above the fold but not everybody is gonna engage right so um, you're gonna get that engagement below the fold so everyone you heard it here simple keep it simple (laughs) keep it you know clean and make sure you're just delivering 
you know, a message, an image that, that's going to resonate and, and ultimately drive more engagement. That's really what you want out of that. Yeah, we want to drive sales. So yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Uh, again, everyone out there, to our listeners, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out our website, ecommercedisruptors.com, and make sure that you're tuned in for our next episode. Thank you. All right, awesome. Thanks, everyone. E-commerce, nothing to it. Electric engines, how we do it. <laughs> <laughs>